Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Malm, and I've got Josh Watson, my partner with us on today. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. It's great to be here. Looking forward to uh, the topic this week and uh, take two here. So, Yeah, we just uh, had a little Skype issue that we blamed on your cell phone until we realized it was actually my Skype. So we've got that figured out. We're rolling. Um, and I am excited also for the presentation or the topic this week because it's on presentations and how to get the most out of the opportunity that you have to be in front of a group of people. And there was an article uh, that came to us from one of our advisors. So shout out to Craig. Thank you, Craig, for sending it to us. And it talks about some of the biggest mistakes that people make and how they how to botch this opportunity, right? Sure, especially when it comes to the public speaking with, uh, I mean, it's been a while and I've heard several stories from advisors out there that they've been in this business for a long time. They've been doing seminars for a long time. They took a break with COVID. Maybe they hadn't done one in six months to a year or longer. And one of the things I've consistently heard is once they did that first one, getting back into the routine and swing of things with seminars, uh, it maybe didn't go as well as they thought it would. And they were definitely rusty and, uh, and needed some practice. So I think it's a timely topic. Yep. So that's what we're going to zero in on. And one of the stories shared in the article that was sent to us, that was funny. It talks about Jerry Seinfeld doing a bit where he states the number one fear on, you know, whatever survey or whatever it was at that time. But the number one fear for most people was public speaking. And he kind of laughs and he says, number one, that means death is number two. So Literally, if you're going to go to a funeral, you'd rather be the one in the casket than the one giving the eulogy. And it's kind of funny because most people, yeah, they do have a big fear of it. I don't know that that applies as much to our industry because we have so many people that are publicly speaking. It doesn't mean, though, that it comes naturally to all of us. And just because we're not scared of it, that we're necessarily good at it. So... That's what we're going to dig in today is how to make sure that we're not rusty. We take the most of the opportunities that are going to present themselves here to be in front of people and we don't kind of botch things up there before we ever get started. Right. Exactly. And I think it's, uh, it's always important to review the fundamentals and go through the fundamentals and just make sure that you're doing the fundamentals and really, that's what uh, that's where you have the success is making sure you set up the presentation right you deliver it you deliver it well and you stick to those fundamentals in the script and it all should go well so speaking of fundamentals i think that you could probably categorize that into three main things the first being your opening your intro second being how authentic and vulnerable you are during the presentation like are people connecting with you and then third is the call to action or the close so the opening in the intro i think arguably could you know be the most important part of anything that you do in that entire presentation and some of the 
worst mistakes that I personally have seen that I personally am likely guilty of and that are referenced again and again in some of these articles and third party um, presentations and podcasts and experts on this topic. They'll say it happens right here. It happens in the intro. You're exactly right. I think that's uh, if you think about it, how easy is it to go out, get in front of a group of people? The first thing you want to say is, hey, hope everybody's doing well. My name's Josh Watson. Here's what I'm talking about today. Or guess what? That's what 95% of people do out there. So it's not memorable and it definitely doesn't catch anybody's attention. No, you're you're just setting the stage up front for this is going to be a boring hour. <laughs> That's kind of harsh, but if your intro is boring, you're setting the tone for a boring presentation, which you do not want. The topics that we talk about in financial planning are are already not the most riveting, entertaining topics of all time. So you have to be aware of how you initiate your opportunity to connect with these people. One of the worst I've seen, and please, those of you that are listening to this, do not take offense because I know I personally am guilty. I think we all are guilty of having done this at least once, hopefully not multiple times, but let's start with some housekeeping items. Oh, it makes me it makes me just cringe a little inside when I think about let's start with some housekeeping items. So, yeah. So the housekeeping, I would definitely have uh, maybe an assistant, uh, somebody that's going to be introducing you as the main presenter, maybe go through the housekeeping. But if you start off your, your presentation with that, you're already setting a tone that uh, is boring, like you're saying, and people are already going to start to tune it out. So you got to bring a stronger intro than just going through your housekeeping. So, and it'll feel kind of odd because the natural inclination is to warm up a little bit, you know, get up and introduce yourself and thank them for coming when actually that's the exact opposite of what you want to do. You want to come in with a really bold statement, like a shocking opening line or jump right into your story or say something that's going to catch their attention right off the bat. So if you're thinking, hmm, I don't know that I have that, the easiest course of action to change that is to share a story up front, but don't just share a story for the sake of sharing a story. It has to make a point. Um, Sometimes just a short little anecdote works well right there. So if you're thinking, ooh, my intro needs some work, it probably does. If you feel like eh, it's probably okay, have somebody record it next time and you watch it later and see what you think. So opening intro, really important. The second one is about the actual, you know, the meat of your presentation. You want to be authentic. You want to be vulnerable and highlight some problems and traps or mistakes that they might run into. And when I say be vulnerable, when you tell a story that kind of happens in and of itself, right? Because we want people to relate to you. You, you don't have to necessarily always have had all the answers. You can show them how you overcame the problems or how you suddenly realized, Oh gosh, I've been going about this the wrong way or whatever it is. But as that's what I mean by being authentic and vulnerable, you don't, you don't have to be the one that has always been an expert but you need, do need to show them how to work through the problems that you're going to be going through. Agreed. In my mind, being vulnerable um, is, is the same thing as just being authentic and real. 
Um, and so it helps people connect with you more. They see you as a, as a real person. Um, obviously, if you think about it, when they're coming into the presentation, they're coming to see you speak, they don't know anything about you. They may Usually, they're going to form an opinion just by the way that you look when you walk into the door. So if you can be vulnerable, show them who you actually are, that's going to go a long way in helping you connect with them and really set the appointment at the end of the presentation. Yep. And and here's the thing. People are going to remember about 10% of what you actually said. They're not going to remember the facts and the figures and the data, but they are going to remember how they felt when you were speaking. They're going to remember how you made them feel if they trust you. You know, those are the things that you really want to resonate. And when we're real and we're authentic and we're vulnerable, we just automatically create that trust and likability. So be yourself above all else. And then as you start to work through the content, one of the one of the best things I have ever participated in as it relates to being a better presenter is Jimmy P's impact speaking program. I I didn't even go through the program. <laughs> there was people that went through it and just relayed it to the rest of us later. And the one page template that they gave everybody to use for that and some of the very basic instruction I have used time and time again. And what he says about the bulk of your presentation, well, one, he talks about the opening, but once you've had a good opening, three main topics and that's it. So I don't know if anybody picked up on it, but we did three main topics at the beginning of this podcast too. We told you we were going to boil this down into three things, the opening, the actual body of the presentation and the close. How often do you use the Jimmy P template? Every week, every week, multiple times a week to be, to be quite honest with you. Um, I've even used it. There's been, presentations that I've had to give just in front of our group, you know, five minute presentations, nothing long or anything crazy. I've used Jimmy P. It's helped me tremendously just to organize the speech so that people can understand it. They can relate to it. And it's way more effective uh, using his format than anything I would have ever done. Um, So it's helped me a lot. I must say. Yeah. It works for everything. My, son who's now 13 when he was in fifth grade he wanted to run for um i can't remember now what he was running for it wasn't president but treasurer or something for stuco and he had to he had to stand up in front of the entire elementary school and he had to he had to give a presentation on why they should vote for him and we sat here at my desk and we got out the jimmy p template because not only does it help you be effective in your communication. It helps you organize your thoughts so you don't get up and ramble. So we did his power intro. We did the three main topics and then a few sub things. And then we made sure we zeroed in on his call to action and what next steps he wanted them to take. If he nailed it. I mean, he was so excited when we got done because he felt so confident in what he was going in to do and he could remember it all easily. He didn't have this big long script or this long presentation that he was going to try to remember and then get off track. I always use this template when I help advisors put together their seminar topics. So if they're not going to use like a pre-canned presentation, but they want to you know, actually organize their own content. We always use this format. It just is so impactful. I've used it for a wedding it's, toast. I mean, anything you can think yeah. of. It's so good. It's very, 
it's very impactful. And I'll, I'll say the one thing that's, uh, that's completely, that's been the most impactful on me for me is you start with the end of your speech and what you want, the, the steps you want the audience to take. So you map out, okay, here's what I ultimately want to happen at the end of this presentation. And then you work your way back from there, which is completely different than how most people would plan a speech. It's completely, it's not intuitive. It's not how I ever would have done it until I went through this course. And so that's helped me out tremendously when it comes to, to coming up with my content is to start with the end in mind and then work back from there. Which is exactly what financial advisors should be doing because it doesn't matter how smart you are, or how much you know, or how much you want to educate them. If you miss the action that you want them to take at the end of it, you've missed your entire opportunity. It's walked out the door. So that does lead me to the third topic, which is your call to action. And what we, you know, what we see from experts in this field, multiple experts is you can't just say, you know, well, if you want to come in for, you know, a, a consultation or if you want to do this, this thing, you know, or thank you for your time. It's really easy to accidentally have a very soft call to action that falls flat. You want to have something tangible. You want it to be specific and you want there to be multiple offerings, not one thing, because if there's just one thing and it didn't resonate with them, well, then you missed an opportunity there. So multiple calls to action. Yes, multiple calls to action are key. And think about, you know, one of the things you should think about is short-term and long-term uh, calls to action. So, you know, do you want uh, somebody to just sign up for an email and get on your email list? That could be one of your short-term ones, whereas your long-term would could be, you know, do this camera website and then come in and meet with me. So you can have different calls to action and you're exactly right. I think if you do that, um, well, I mean, we know if you do that, you're going to hook more people at the end and get more people to set an appointment with you because it's amazing. You have 15 different people in a room and 15 different things that they're concerned about or want more information on. So yes, you definitely want to have multiple calls to action. And we've done this for years. So if, you know, we've got some of our producers that have used our outline for years, they're thinking, well, yeah, that's, that's what I already do. So you're already probably offering multiple reports um, throughout the presentation. So each topic that you're talking about has its own tangible offering, but think about taking it one step further with the way we've been interacting with people over the last 18 months, a, a an appointment in office doesn't have to be the be all and end all. If they don't want to come in for an appointment, do they want to have a 10 minute phone call? Would they go out to your website to, you know, input info to get a report back automatically? Those are the kind of things that if somebody's not ready to sit down with you, we don't want to just let those folks go and say, oh, well, you know, I'll move on to the next one. You've already spent a time, a ton of time and effort and money to get in front of these folks. Let's give them multiple opportunities to interact because inevitably you're going to be sitting in front of people that aren't ready to pull the trigger right there and go, yes, I can't wait to come in and sit down for an hour with you. But they may go to your website. They may sign up for emails. They may want just one tangible report. And you need to have some varying levels of commitment with your multiple calls to action there, too. But bottom line and the most important thing is tell them what you want them to do. You have to be very specific um, and I'm going to throw out one more resource on this. 
I just listened to a podcast. It's a spinoff, I believe, from Donald Miller, but it's Marketing Made Simple. And one of the most recent podcasts is um, just on your call to action, how you have that on your website, how it pops up, how you have it in your presentations, everywhere. So if you're thinking this is an area that you may struggle with a little bit, I would go to Marketing Made Simple. That's the podcast episode that I just listened, or that's the podcast. And then the episode I just listened to was specifically on call to actions and it was very good. So. Yes, he's got great, great content. So everybody should definitely check him out. Yep, that's a good one. Okay, so bottom line here, we know everybody's maybe feeling a little rusty or maybe you're not. Maybe you're thinking, I've done this for so long, I've got this. I would encourage you to take a step back too if you think I've done this long enough. I've gotten into that rut too. I was a presenter for years and years and years and I didn't fear public speaking. I felt pretty confident. It wasn't until we went through the Jimmy P training that I thought, you know what, this could be way more impactful than it is. We could definitely organize thoughts better. So I don't always have the opportunity to put together my own presentations, but I mean, I just spoke at the Board of Education uh, meeting here. I, any time I need to speak in front of a group, this is what I rely on. So if you want help with making sure that your opening intro is as impactful as it can be, that you have stories and examples of how you've overcome problems within the meat of your presentation and that you have your call to action set up the way it can be most beneficial for you and for your clients, I would say let's start with your template. Let's make sure that you have a very easy, simplistic way to organize all of that. We're going to make it available to you. So a couple of ways that you can reach out to us on this. I always tell you, you can go out to the advisorarena.com and contact us through our website. You can just email us. We are, however, as of the date you're going to be listening to this, I'm going to go post information more detailed on all the resources that we just went through. I'm going to post it on our social media account. So if you don't already follow us on social media, we put a ton of content out there for you. It's the advisor arena on Facebook and on Instagram. So just search the advisor arena on LinkedIn. It's under Josh and I's names. So Jamie Malm, M-A-L-M and Josh Watson. Find us on all four of those and we'll put content out there and links and resources to all the things we just went through. Um, But that would be a starting point for anybody that's getting back into presentations and wanting to make sure that you maximize the opportunity. Any final things that you're thinking of Josh that I forgot? No, I think that's uh, just, just what you said. I mean, uh, if you're going to spend the money and be in front of the audience, you definitely want to make sure you bring, you bring your best day game. And so if you've been out of the, the presentation, uh, you know, genre for a little while here, if you will, you definitely should take a look at these resources and Jimmy P it never helps or hurts to, uh, to just give yourself a little refresher so that you go into it, you connect the best you can with the audience and you get the maximum results out of it. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for joining. We appreciate you doing so. We will be back again next week. If you find the info that we share here helpful, please go show us the support so we can continue. If you're on Apple listening to this, there will be a little subscribe rate and review option. 
please take a few moments to do that. Don't miss out on notifications for upcoming episodes. And we appreciate you as always. See you next time.